Welcome back, FPL Surgery listeners. This is episode 230 of the FPL Surgery podcast. We're recording on Monday the 1st of November, just before the Wolves against Everton game. If you're watching or listening on YouTube, you might have noticed we, we were not live. This is because this week Dave actually can't make it due to work commitments. But luckily, we've got a familiar face filling in. Before we begin our headlines this week, we're keeping them quite simple. We're going to discuss Spurs. We're going to discuss Man United and we've had a lot of questions on what to do with Antonio. So this week I'm joined by Josh. How's it going, Josh? Good evening, mate. I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm good. How's retirement from pod <laughs> podcasting? <laughs> it's all right. It's good. I had uh, lots of time to focus on my business. Um, the little ones on the way uh, in about uh, six weeks time, I think. So, um, yeah, we're all good. And um, but yeah, making my second appearance this evening. So uh, yeah, gonna be and um, yeah, obviously uh, as, as a co-host this time, obviously in 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 Dave's uh, uh, shoes, um, and obviously we've got a guest as well. Yeah, and, we, and we, without Dave, I couldn't do any of the the YouTube stuff. I need to learn over the international break. Um, so if if Dave can make it back after the international break, brilliant. Otherwise, I've got a lot of learning today. Apparently, it's quite easy, but I don't. What does Iceman always say? Go on to uh, go on to YouTube and watch videos of how to do it. Yeah, that's what so, I, that's what I need to do. The irony that I'll be looking on YouTube on how to put something live on YouTube. On YouTube, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, probably probably the best way. I'm sure you'll figure it out. I uh, haven't got a clue, so not of help. Sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll sort it out. But no, thanks thanks everyone for listening. Um, now this week's guest, he's had three top 10k finishes. Last four years record is insane. It's 12K, 32K, 4K and 23K as well. So welcome to the podcast, Praz. Hi there, Praz. How's it going? Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Hi, Rich. Hi, Josh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to be here. Uh, you know, one of the funny stories is the first podcast that I downloaded ever uh, was the FPL surgery one. So it's, a, it's, 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 it's really nice to be on. Thanks for having me. Nice. Do you, do you know what episode number it would have been? <laughs> Three years ago. <laughs> I mean, it was obviously it was obviously Iceman uh, back in the time, but uh, yeah, no, it's great to be here. Yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant. No, thanks for coming on. It's, it's strange, isn't it? Because I mean, I used to listen to FPL Surgery. Um, never thought I'd actually be on it, let alone hosting it for a little while. So it, <laughs> it is strange. Um, but I guess we should get straight into it and get in, get into our game weeks. So we'll start with you, Praz, as the as the guest. Um, so how how did your game week go? Um, well, I scored 58 points, which was which was good, uh, and you know most of the workload was shared uh, taken by James, who I had uh, on my game week eight wildcard. Salah captained by everyone else, uh, and I got lucky with the Umbumo auto sub Livramento coming on, and that was basically my game week. But uh, and Rafinha, sorry, and uh, that. That gave me 58 points up to about 60k, and whatever happens tonight uh, will bring me down slightly. But pretty happy with where I am at the moment. How are you so consistent? It's like the last four years, your worst finish is 32k, and now you're already gonna. I'd say it's pretty likely you're gonna be, you know, in the top top reaches again. Oh, I mean, it's a bit of everything. I think uh, having done this for about 11 years, uh, you know, there's a realization that it's a long season. I try not to go for you know, the instant gratification that comes with being on Twitter that I'll have the next captain. Now, I don't want to use the word Havertz here. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, 
look, that's that's the thing. It's a marathon. So when I play this game, if I was 200k by Christmas, that would be fine because I know you'd make up, uh, you know, with the chips and the planning in the second half. And that's what I try to try to do. There's no magic formula, as we all know, who've been playing for a very long time. Just being consistent and doing the right thing week in week out, not knee jerking when there's a bad week, continuing to stay up when you're when you're ahead of the game, which I feel like at the moment because I wildcarded two weeks ago. I think that's that's about it. Yeah, we wildcarded at the same time, so I'm I'm glad to hear. Um... No, I see you were a week after me. I oh. think I think weren't you the week after the wild uh, the international break? So mine was, yeah, last week I wildcarded. Yeah, so mine was the international break, which was game week eight, which is why I didn't have Chilwell and I went for... So I think the main differences between my week wildcard, the international break was people went for double City uh, and your your week when City, you know, DS was subbed off or I think he didn't start and he was subbed on, you, uh, game week nine wildcarders went for double Chelsea. Uh, which was, you know, has turned out great for you guys. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I remember because actually I, when I wildcarded, I was a, a little bit annoyed because my team was very similar to the week before's wildcard, but I was yeah. paying more money for it. So, right. so I guess that was the one benefit, but I can't say that was on purpose. That was. Indeed. That was... And in our in our week, we had Lukaku as well, much, of course, to the disappointment of him getting injured. Uh, but but yeah, I think uh, good spot. I've, I've carried about six million in the bank since the Lukaku injury. I just looked him to Tony, and I've just kept the money. I was just looking at your uh, your team price. Um, you're not adverse to a hit either, right? I'm not, uh, and especially in the first half of the season, I think with the price changes, uh, with new information, I just I don't mind it. And this year, actually, it uh, you know it fell flat because I had a very good start. I was about 58k after three yeah, games. And then I said, look, I need two, to capitalize. Two incredible game week ranks. The first the first two weeks game week ranks of 150K and 180K. Exactly. It's... And it was uncharted territory for me. And so I thought, look, I need to I need to capitalize. So I basically sold Simikas, got Jota in for a hit because, I, you know, Firmino got injured. That fell flat. I got DCL in for a hit. He got injured. DCL was replaced by Bamford. He got injured. So suddenly the good start was completely derailed. But then the wild cards come back and, you know, it's... You're it's reminding me of what happened to me last season. <laughs> I had a really good start game at one and two and then invested in triple walls and triple city. And Richel, uh, Richel uh, you know, he, he did similar too. But um, I was going to say, yeah, not only adverse uh, um, to a hit, a hit, but you've um, you've got some good team value built up as well, I've, I've noticed, which obviously, you know, the... You know, a lot of the way the game works as well is, is, is sometimes the more transfers you make, if you're making the right ones or you're bringing in players who are or obviously are the rise, then then you are going to have a, a good a good team value. So yep. interesting. Yeah, and, be, and being aggressive with those Chelsea defenders seems to have worked for people uh, this season. You know, obviously a lot of people had Alonso or got Alonso, then they got Rudiger, Asbalaqueta. And now, now it's about the fullback. So it has you've had to know, bounce around to get the holes. It's funny. Last last time I was on the pod, what was that about? Was it about a month ago, maybe? Wasn't it like that? that. <laughs> Wasn't it? Oh, no, when, it, it was... when I was last on the pod, I remember saying, um, yeah, get your Chelsea defender for this run and stick with them. What an absolute load of crap that was. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't listen. <laughs> I'm, on my, I'm on my third Chelsea defender, I think, of the uh, of the season now. And and weirdly enough, it's it's not you know there is a flavour each week, but actually if you if you have jumped around with them at the right times, you, you know you've got some serious points out of it because as the stats have shown, 
the amount of goals that are coming from our defenders, um, you know, this season is, is just absolutely ridiculous. There's there's all of us, you know, who own Cancelo, who literally are being starved every week. He's not scored a goal all season in the in the Premier League. And and you know Chelsea defenders from all positions and not banging them in every week. It's um, yeah, it's it's, it's a crazy crazy one, it's sort of crazy run that, that 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 we've been on with our defenders scoring so many goals and stuff. So that is that a nice segue into your team, Josh? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, so I took my first hit of the season this week. Um, I am more hit versus press and. Um, I um, it was a hit that a lot of people probably would have said, well, that's a strange, those are strange moves to make. But I had um, I was going to get priced out um, if I didn't if I didn't make these moves and they were long term moves, which I, I knew with the hit and, and with what I was doing, they might not pay off this week. So I did um, Rudiger and Havertz to Chilwell and Foden. Um, I just feel that Chilwell um well going into game week 10 um is the is the standout Chelsea defender the standout pick um and and also is 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 an absolutely elite FPL asset that I felt I can't go any longer Hmm. sat there with Rudiger not typically a player I'd have in my in my team I don't really in general like centre backs um I I like your attacking full backs wing backs um and then equally Havertz to Foden um I I just think Foden is just, you know, playing playing number nine uh, on some set pieces. I think he's probably, you know, attacking wise first name on the team sheet for City. So yeah, I thought it was it was um, justified to take my first hit of the season. Um, so this week's not been amazing. Uh, Forty eight minus four, all out, no one tonight. Um, Salah captain, um, and then returns from Chilwell, Liveramento, Rafinha, Benrahma. Um and yeah, not not the best week, but not not a huge red. I mean, I'm actually I've actually got a green at the moment, but it'll be a red after tonight, after the auto subs and um obviously the Wolves v Everton game. And Huang's just scored him and his assist, so. Oh. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's VR. Okay. I think it's it's chopped off. Oh, nice, perfect. Never mind then. That's that's good news. We just good made stuff. our yeah, we just maintained our rank slightly there. Um, no, they were very bold moves, but I, I did like them. I did like them. Yeah, but maybe it's partly because I also sold Havertz, and I didn't see many people doing that. So, I, I just, I just feel like you know, this, 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 both picks were going to escape me. It was either I bring them in now, or they're just going to, just going to rise and rise and rise, and um, and I and I won't be able to bring them in. And and really for me, you know, I, I don't see obviously Havertz is not a long term pick. I think he's. His sale by date is uh, game week 12. And I think um, as for Rudiger, I mean, him to Chilwell is obviously, yes, you've got, you know, less less minutes. We know that. We know that risk. But, um, you know, I, I, I prefer the upside of Chilwell. Yeah, it's, it's pretty similar to why I did my move. So I obviously when we podded last week, I'd already done my transfer. I'd done Havertz to Foden. And it was just the fact I saw Foden as that more long term pick. So that's why I did it. And I got the obviously I got the price rises at least um it obviously cost me points but i mean i had a really really good week um i got 70 points however i did bench boost as well um i was so my bench boost technically it got nine points uh with sanchez puki in buemo and livramento it was just I, I woke up on saturday morning and i had reese james benched 
And then I shared that article with you, Josh, on WhatsApp about, um, I think it's from the embargoed conference, uh, press conference, where Tuchel was really bigging up Chilwell and James. And you were like, James is going to start, which we, you changed your mind, mind from the night before. I did, yeah. But, so then I had to put James back in the starting team, but I still didn't feel confident. I didn't know if I should bench Pookie. I didn't know if I should bench Tony. I had Rafinha benched at one point, maybe about 20 to 11. So I just thought, I'm just going to bench boost. And nine points, it's, I mean, it's not great, but it's it's done now. And I, I think it's going to help me at the end of the season a little bit more because I won't have to worry about having a full-on playing bench. I can triple captain when I want. And I mean, there's a there's a few different reasons. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, do you both think I've just wasted it by by bench boosting in a, in a single game week? Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to no, deny I, it. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Like you know, you you had a great week for one reason, your own Reese James. Simple as that. Yeah. Like you know, you, your your score without your bench boost is 61. It's, it's, it's a great score. And, you know, we'd have seen your lovely green arrow and you would have still had the bench. But what if I benched Rafinha or bench James? Because I, I don't, genuinely, I don't know James, who I'd have benched. We've been, we've been through this already. I've got I've got the <laughs> message on my WhatsApp, 10.31 Saturday morning, saying that you were starting James. So and, that benching, and who was I benching? Rafinha. But but that's fine. <laughs> if you'd have, but, you know, if, if you'd have benched Rafinha, even if you'd have benched, you know, um, well, I think, yeah, Rafinha was the only one that, that, that scored points that you were considering benching, obviously, other than James. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it wouldn't have been the end of the world, right? At the end of the day, pretty much this week, because it was a fairly low-scoring week, I think pretty much if you got James in your team, it doesn't. it's irrelevant what the other 10 players do. Really? No, uh, I, I know why I had a good week. It wasn't because yeah. of the it wasn't because of the bench boost. It's just more the decision behind it. I mean, Puki, he only had one shot. He almost scored. Hmm. Um, Praz, Praz, what do you think? I'm not. I'm not looking just for people to say nice no, things. No, no, I'm <laughs> going to be more sympathetic. Actually, I was going to say number one, the reason. So what happened to Mbumo was the number one reason why I'm always hesitant to to uh, bench boost on a single yeah. game week. It's basically you get even with rotation on a bench boost on a double game week, you get 15 players out with one and a half games at a minimum. So that was one thing. But in your case, I think just the positive is. Exactly what you said. When people will be wildcarding game week 32, you won't have to do that. So you can decide to, you don't have to dead end your team to the blank game week 31. You can decide to play your game. And of course, the point that you won't have to carry, you know, the bigger bench options later. Now, having said that, there's enough cheap options this season or what, what, what feels like cheaper options. You never know what happens game week 30, but it feels like people will be able to carry an ESR, Mbomo, Livramento, depending on how they're placed in the double game week. But look, there is more advantage to be had, which is why people played in game week one as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was something I've considered before is obviously doing it in game week one. But I guess we just don't know the lineups as much. I mean, to be honest, I was just happy I got 14 players out. Um, but I mean, I guess that's enough talk about my bench boost anyway. I think, um, I think just one final thing <laughs> I was going to say on it, Rich, just uh, aside from the bench boost, mm. I think, you know, in FPL, you've just got to look at the bigger picture. You've just scored 70 points and got a game week rank currently before tonight of 56k game week rank so at worst case you're going to get a game week rank of what 100k 80k 70k something like that it's a massive massive green arrow you own the biggest play you know the highest scoring player in the game uh currently um you know um this week which was reese james and so yeah all right the bench boost maybe wasn't as successful as it could have been but 
you know, the bigger picture is you had an amazing week. You're into you're into top 50k now, and and you know you're in a great spot. Yeah, I was yeah because I was when I wildcarded, I was 370k. Well, no, 368k. So I mean, the wild card's been a success, but it's been because of Reese James and and Chilwell. I'm I'm in no denial about that. They've paid you <laughs> back for last season. Let's say that. Yeah, more more. Yeah, I forgave him last week when he scored a goal, and then he scores a brace. So, <laughs> but yeah. Um. So we we get straight on to our to our headlines then. Um. So we're not on YouTube today, but of course, um, we get our stats from Fantasy Football Hub, and our first headline is Spurs. Quite simply. We've had a sacking today. Nuno's gone. We, it looks like Conte might be coming in, um, but that's that's not been. I don't think it's been officially confirmed unless it's confirmed while while we're recording. Um, so if we start with you, Praz, what are your thoughts on Spurs? Are you, are you looking to get certain Spurs players in? I mean, I guess the main two would be Son and Kane. Yeah, with me particularly, I think after this uh, game week, so after the international break, they have four amazing fixtures. Um, it's it's worth jumping onto them for a couple of reasons. Number one, there is no single second big hitter that stands out. Uh, there's no other player at this stage uh, where who you want to captain. So it's basically you want to play with the fixtures, uh, you know, with these big guys. I personally am not convinced between uh, Sun and Kane and who to go for, and which is why I've got six million in the bank, so I can jump on whichever one uh, who looks better. But look, I think I was I was looking at the numbers. One thing is very clear: Sun is pretty much matching what he did last season, despite Nuno, despite everything. I mean, he's got you know an xG of uh, 3.0 compared to 3.4 last year, uh, an xA of almost same 1.2, more goal attempts this season so far in the first 10 weeks than last season. So. What you're getting with Sun, whoever, whether a Conte or not, you will get a guy who's performing uh, for the team, who's motivated, and he's doing well. With Kane, it's a bit of a leap of faith. Uh, you know, you know that the guy is, uh, you know, he, he will play striker. He's on pens, not that we're getting a lot of pens. Mm. But he will have the opportunity with the good fixtures, like he did with Newcastle, to perform. So, you, you know, I wouldn't hate on anybody because of team structure if they wanted to go on Kane, but you have to go on uh, leap of faith kind of thing rather than you know, using stats and what's happened so far it sounds like you're, you're thinking you'll just get one then so it's not a consideration for a double up or, or at least straight away I, I actually haven't even played around with a draft which has Salah, Sun, Kane and the four defenders which I think are more important than a Sun and Kane which is Cancelo, yep. PA and the two Chelsea defenders so I, I, I don't even know if that's affordable I see I found a <laughs> way I could do it, it. Which is basically Foden down to Brownhill and then Antonio up to Kane, but it feels like sacrificing too much because, like we mentioned, Foden earlier, I want to keep him for the long term or at least the medium term. And I got I the, and the same with Antonio. Argument again, right? It's the whole three medium argument, right? Because before you had, um, what was it Salah, Ronaldo, Lukaku? And yes, I know um, uh, Sun's two million cheaper. Um, mm. than, well, 1.5 million cheaper than, than Lukaku, 2.5 million cheaper than Ronaldo, but it's still premium. Like, if you like premium when it was Salah, uh, Ronaldo, Lukaku, then you might want to go again on <laughs> Salah, Sun, Kane. I didn't like it in the first place, and I don't like it again this time. Like I will be Salah and Son or Kane 100% and spread the funds, keep the nice premium defenders at the back, keep some nice mid-price picks in there, Foden, Antonio. You know, it, 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 for me as well, like 
I think Conte's a great manager, yeah, but I, I just feel like putting that much money into Spurs when, okay, yeah, they could have a great new manager bounce, but they're not a Chelsea, a City, a Liverpool, and they're not going to be, you know, at this point in, you know, this season. It's, it, it, it's, it, for me, it's a little bit reminiscent of the whole, um, hype around the Brentford double up, the Umbuemo and, and 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 Tony double up, which for me again didn't feel quite right, you know. And I think with Spurs, I think it's best just to invest, you know, one for the time being and and, and see how things go. And you know, every, I mean, it's only really last week it was it was sort of perma captain Salah really. I think it's going to be, you know, something big's going to have to happen to even wrestle the armband off Salah, let alone mm-hmm. investing in both of them, you know, for for. Uh, for almost £25 million worth of your budget. I think that's why, or a big reason why, because I, I, I obviously when I wildcarded, I got Son, and I had a loose plan to get Kane. And I think at the moment, I am I agree with what you both said, that I'm not going to consider going for the, the three-mium again. You know, that did that did not end well for me and forced me to wildcard. Um, yeah. And not having, I mean, I like having Kane, but I like having Kane when he's lowly owned and I can captain him. And I don't think, I mean, I could captain him, but I think it would be stupid. Like, I, I don't think there's any need to take that risk. I think um, what what Kane, um, what Kane does is, is, is he, he holds a spot, which means you can get to um, Ronaldo when yeah. United's fixtures work well, to Lukaku, you know, if Vardy starts banging again, which I think it's all, it's all because he's been playing with Iheanacho recently while he's, while he's going off the ball a little bit. Um, you know, and, 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 and I think that that's, that's what's great about Kane. Whereas I think really with Sun, he's sat there at a price point of his own. You know, you've got your premium midfielders and then you've got your mid price midfielders and your budget midfielders and, 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 um, Sun is somewhere between sort of premium and mid price. Um, so I think really in terms of structure, uh, Kane really lends himself as a better option, but obviously, He's an additional two million, um, which you know, if you were going to go Sun and another, you, you could have a better, you know, better squad, a better a better team there because there's there's more money to use. Um, I was just going to talk about in terms of their roles because I was I was looking into um, when Chelsea won the the league under Conte in 2016-17, and I mean I think it's it's widely known that he is a manager that typically plays wing backs, um, you know, under, under in 2016-17. Um, it pains me to say this, but that was Alonso and Victor Moses. Um, <laughs> but they did well. They, they did well. And, was that um, when Moses was a midfielder in FPL? I'm yeah. not entirely sure. I can't remember. Was he? Um, but, you know, our typical formation then was 3-4-2-1. So um, three centre backs, obviously uh, you, you two wing backs, two holding midfielders, um, and then two behind your uh, your number nine, who I would imagine will be Sun, and you never know, maybe Deli Ali if you get something out of him, or or or, or Mora on current form. Um, so I don't really know what role and how I expect it to work with. Uh, Son and Kane, or if he goes three five two, 
and has three more, you know, holding midfielders um, and plays just Son and Kane up there and, and, and very much Son off of Kane. I don't know, but it's definitely going to be a wait and see. Hopefully, you know, they get him in in time that we can have, uh, you know, the, the Everton game at the weekend, maybe even the, um, I think they got Vitesse on them on Thursday night. We also need to hope they actually get him in at all. Otherwise, <laughs> there is that. There is that because um, he's, he's pretty slim pickings manager wise other than that. But I, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I think, you know, what what we're going to see is 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 it some playing off Kane or is it going to be Kane in the box a bit more because that 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 changes everything, you know if if, if Kane's not being so withdrawn and going back to the whole sort of you know defensive midfielder coming back and you know picking up the ball in the middle of the park and Sun's running beyond him, and 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 if Kane is given a little bit more license to 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 stay up there and stay around the penalty area a little bit more than you know, he could get back to his best Harry Kane and, um, you know, scoring 30 goals a season. Um, but I think it's, yes, it's definitely a, a, a watch for, obviously, in my opinion, this game week coming up. But then after the international break, I think you've got a plump for one of them just because of the fixtures. Yeah, and obviously neither of you have got a Spurs player at the moment. So it's going to put a lot of pressure. I mean, Praz, are you going to be watching that Spurs game closely and then just making your decision not of that one game. Yeah, I mean it's most likely going to be Sun to be honest because I mean I my I would say to people who hold a Spurs player keep whoever you have Kane or Sun to those who can make the move you know like me I don't have a premium striker I don't have a Vardy so it's I don't have to move the funds back to midfield so for me Sun is an easy pick but for people who have money up front like Josh said whether that's Vardy whether that's Oba I think going to then Kane and then going to Ronaldo is just it saves you a couple of transfers of putting money in midfield for Sun and then bringing it back for Ronaldo. So that I think that would be the approach. And I think with with the structure that Josh you talked about, I think Regulon is also an interesting. Pick. Oh, big time, big time. Um, again, depending on if Conte comes in. And it'd be interesting to see who plays right wing back because you'd imagine it'd be Emerson Royal, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's the right centre back and maybe. Doherty has, you know, uh, is reborn as a right wing back. The problem with that, and I, I get it, um, is obviously a lot of people are going to have Trent. They're going to have three from Chelsea and City and then Livramento or something like that. Yeah, I know. So it's hard it's to get be, rid of any of You're going to be so brave. Like, yeah, I mean, no, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. But, you know, it's, 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 it, I think a lot of it is, um, is being brave because I think, you know, the template has been strong since the start. I think that, you know, people, a lot of uh, the FPL community, Twitter, whatever, have got off to some great starts. I think that, you know, the the, the premium defenders for, for City um, and and, um, and Chelsea and obviously Trent and Liverpool are strong. I mm. think that Salah as a captain is strong, but something's got to give because we're not going to go through the whole season captain the Salah every single week. We're not going to go through the whole season, um, you know, without certain players coming in and, and taking our interest. There's always fixtures changing as well. You know, those Spurs um, fixtures are, are incredible. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, right now, would you sell either of the Chelsea wing backs or, 
or, or Trent or Cancelo or Diaz for, for Regulon, you wouldn't. But, you know, further down the line, you don't know. I mean, Alonso in, in particular on the left was getting some incredible statistics and uh, goals and assists for uh, for Conte when he was at Chelsea. Um, and Regulon's a decent player. I mean, he's not someone that's not been in our thoughts in the past. He's not someone that we don't look at. You know, it's, he is someone that we look at and think, you know, he's, he's a potential option. It's just because we're absolutely spoiled for choice in defence at the moment. Mm. It's going to take two benchings or a cameo for people to just say, hey, is James worth it or is Cancelo worth it? And well, look at Diaz. Look at Diaz. You know, uh, uh, Diaz was the, the um, you know, a, a great pick a few weeks ago. And here we are. You know, they they uh, they conceded against Brighton, they lost against Palace, and all of a sudden, everyone's considering getting rid of Diaz. I think he either dropped, I think he dropped in price last night. So it's you know it's 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 uh, you know the game is absolutely evolving, um, you know, quicker than anything at the moment, and 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 that's often the case, but never more than when there's new managers in the game, because when there's new managers in the game. They're, um, you know, they're, 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 they're changing formation. They're changing, you know, um, uh, you know, who's in that lineup, and you know, and 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 obviously the the morale levels of the team and individuals, which which can just, you know, turn turn the whole game on its head. Really, I think, you know, this the other thing is as well. It's not just at Spurs. You know, you've got the potential that it still happens at United. You've got potential new manager bounce. I would have thought there's going to be, I mean, you know, we're not really looking at Newcastle assets massively, but you would have thought there's going to be one at Newcastle before the January transfer window. I can't see them the way they're looking like they're going to go down, just sticking with Graham Jones for the rest of the season. They're going to want to spend some money in January and they're going to want someone that they are happy to back with that money. Um, and, you know, there's probably other teams as well that will, that will get rid of as well before, before, uh, before the January transfer window. I think at the moment, though, at least we've just got a small number of teams that we're looking at. And I, I love the point that Praz makes, actually, on, on James, mentioning, you know, if he gets benched a couple of times, a couple of one-pointers, because he does become very frustrating. And it's why I genuinely was considering benching him, because he does come on in cameo, and he he's a big reason I had a bad season last year, because he kept getting ones. Even when he had good games, he was only getting six, seven, eight points. So I don't expect him to keep it up, but I hope he does. And then maybe then we can start looking at Spurs Spurs players um, or Spurs defenders. But if we move on to our second headline, so it's Man United. Um, I think we've touched on it a little bit already with, you know, looking at Ronaldo again in a, in a couple of weeks' time. So Kane possibly being a, being a placeholder. And Praz, obviously you're a Man United fan, as we can tell by your wall, what you're wearing um, on your Meet the Manager video. <laughs> when we met you in London, you had your... Old school United shirt. I do like that shirt, that one. It's my favourite. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, when, that's when I started supporting the team. And that's my first kit I bought. It's the zip one, isn't it? it the, yeah, the zip one, yeah. the yeah, Sharp logo. Yeah, yeah. No, that is a nice kit. But um, you, obviously you support Man United. So have you got your eye on any? Obviously, people, some people have only just got rid of them. Like a reason I wildcard is because I still had Shaw and Ronaldo. But now we might be looking at getting them back again, or was it just because they were playing Spurs that that you look better? I think I think you know the answer. It's a, you know we're we're in flux. Um, mm-hmm. that we don't. So there's been a formation change, as as you'd imagine, in, a, in the Spurs game where we moved to five at the back. 
that helped paper over some of the cracks. Like Shaw has been really poor this year defensively. So, uh, you know, having a protection with three defenders helped Maguire the same. Uh, you know, the fact that Ronaldo has come in and scores goals but doesn't press, it helped that he was playing with a Cavani who was actually pressing so Ronaldo could have a more free role. Um, so the team itself looked more solid, but, it, you know, you, you just don't know because we, I think we'll persist with this, with Atlanta, with, with City, and we'll see how it works out. I mean, if you get battered by City, then, you know, back to the drawing board. The, the, the morale, uh, the way we are playing is just so fragile right now that one bad performance and everyone's back on. I mean, I don't think anyone's off Ole out. No. Um, but, I, you know, this is, you know, we have to tread very carefully with United Assets. Much like we're talking about Spurs, the fixtures are absolutely amazing from game week 15. And it's unlike Spurs, it's not just four weeks. Actually, for United, it's a 10-11 game window where they, they have a sea of green. And look, I think Ronaldo, regardless of always staying or not, will, will, will be the guy who we go for. But there's a couple of caveats. So if we, if we stick to five at the back, um, then obviously Rashford isn't an option anymore because he's going to rotate with Cavani up front because we're playing wingbacks. There's really no position for a Sancho or a Rashford in that format. But if we, with the easier teams, or maybe this was just a, an experiment and we go back to the four at the back, then Rashford is a good one to watch out for. He's a good price as well, I think 9.6. Um, so it's an easy downgrade to a Sun if you didn't want to go a Kane to Ronaldo route. Uh, Luke Shaw will come back, but then you have to go back to the discussion on who are you going to drop in your, uh, you know, your 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 five at the back that you have at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's really it. Um, I I think we have enough. You know, we're blessed with another four weeks to assess how they are. If people hold Ronaldo, keep him. It's fine. I mean, you know, we do play City and Chelsea in the next three, but uh, we also have Watford in the middle. And an interesting point on, in game week 12 is Ronaldo plays Watford and Salah plays Arsenal. Now, I know everyone is on permacap Salah for the rest of the season. But, you know, you watch another a blank against West Ham uh, and suddenly it's only one assist, you know, in, in two matches for Salah. And people are talking about Ronaldo in game week 12. So it can change. So I would say with United, you know, I, I would... Tread very carefully. Don't touch them for the next couple of weeks. You know, go to Spurs. Spurs is a nice hop off to a United asset. And then we'll find out what happens. I mean, one of the things uh, of the news from Conte today also impacts United in the sense that now it feels like Ole is going to be backed for longer. Um, <laughs> if, you know, even if there is somebody coming in, we'll probably wait for Ten Hag um, in the summer if we get him. So, which means there'll be a caretaker manager kind of setup. So, there won't be that big new manager bounce with Conte coming in, similar to what we might see at Tottenham. So, it's a little bit of wait and watch. I've suffered for 11, you know, nine years now without a trophy and this is, or without the Premier League. And it doesn't look to improve even with Ronaldo. So, that's a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> you know, not so optimistic outlook on United. Something interesting you said there was um, obviously the the fixture turn in game week 15. Um, I, I've actually been wondering if this has been overblown a bit by, you know, the FDR on the website. So on the official website, it, you just see a load of green. Right. But when I was looking at like fixture tickers, say you go to game week 15 and sort by like five weeks, Man United are only like sixth, so, you know, fifth on, on the fixture ticker, for example. And you can play around with it. And the City have got better fixtures than, for example, so I do wonder if it's just seeing all the all the green makes it look better. I mean, obviously, it doesn't mean a fixture tick is better than what's on the official official website. They, you know, they have 
people input them and it's an algorithm at the end of the day. But I do wonder if it's if it's that easy, that run. Um, because I guess if people are going to go Kane, because they, they then can go to Ronaldo, they might just do it anyway, regardless right. of how you're playing. And um, sometimes my experience is we can look too far into the future. Because obviously I went premium because I wanted to get Lukaku for this run of Chelsea fixtures. And all along I should have had Reese James and Chilwell, the ones we weren't even talking about back then. Right. So, yeah, I, I guess it's just trying to adapt. Maybe we should concentrate on Spurs first and then worry about United when it happens. That's fair. That's a fair comment. And, and that gives you the luxury of time to see where they're going with this team. And and, and I think your point mm. on fixtures is a good one. I would say sometimes it's a case of it doesn't matter if it's green or grey. Basically, there's no red or you know maroon, yes. whatever that colour is. So we, we, we actually don't play City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, uh, West Ham, I think West Ham is the only team we play between game week 15 and 27 that are in the top six. So that I think makes a little bit of a difference. But yeah, it's not, you know, we, we play Norwich, Newcastle, Leeds is I think in, in 10 weeks. So yeah, it's not it's not super amazing, but it's the fact that you can bank on that player hopefully for the long run. So it's more, yeah, so it's more like a consistent player you could hold for a while rather than maybe every week kind of captain, Correct. which maybe you'd expect for that price. Because obviously... At the moment, we've got Brentford with these amazing fixtures, not to compare Man United to Brentford, um, but obviously we've got them in um, because they've got a consistent run of games where you're going to play them each and every week. Right. But I guess you'll play Ronaldo every week if you had them, regardless, just because you're paying twelve and a half million and it's, you know, it's, it's Ronaldo, as it were. I can easily see myself going just Ronaldo for those fixtures. Um, and maybe that's it. Uh, really Do you think he's on penalties? Um, so I think the last we know is uh, Bruno is about to take them in the game despite missing it in the Premier League yeah. year. And since then, we haven't had a pen. Uh, so we just don't know. I mean, look, Bruno's Bruno's a good asset regardless. I haven't talked about him, but in the, in, <laughs> the, in the five at the back, he's basically the guy. He's the Paul Scholes equivalent. He's coming back to help with possession, but then he's also the main creator. What happens at four at the back is you have Rashford and Greenwood or Sancho on, on the wings. And they work with, you know, the Shaws or Aaron Van Bissaka. So Bruno is the guy coming into the box. And when Ronaldo was playing, he wasn't coming into the box as much. So that impacted him a lot more. I mean, he was still assisting. But I think with with this formation where you have Cavani, Ronaldo and Bruno, they're almost the three, you know, the creators and the scorers. So he will be in the points a lot. If you were Sun's price, you know, we'd have the same debate of Sun versus Kane on Bruno versus Ronaldo. Unfortunately, he's not. He's the same price. You might as well go for the greedy, you know, shot taker who's going to be in the box waiting for the ball. So very difficult to say go Bruno over Ronaldo for the same price or almost the same price. True, true. Now, that, that, you, you guess why I was wondering, because I was thinking maybe you could look at something like Mane and then go to Bruno. But again, then we're, I guess we're speculating because we don't know how, how good um, or we don't know who's on penalties or how right. good United are going to be at that time. Yeah. Um, I mean, Josh, what, what what do you think? Have you got your eye on any or are you just being a bit flexible as well? I think the Kane to Ronaldo thing in game week 16 is just so obvious. Um, I wrote um, a long thread on my thoughts on United about a month ago um, and nothing's changed really. Um, and I generally feel like since Ronaldo's come in, he's been the problem that um, has 
has started all this and uh, and don't get me wrong I'm not by any means saying Solskjaer is a great manager we all know he's sort of you know punching sort of out you know uh, punching above his, his, his depth really in terms of this job in general and, and has been the whole time but I think really you know what what Ronaldo um, arriving has done is he's had a whole pre-season um, after the Euros of getting his team ready you know they beat um, they beat uh, Le- um, Leeds 5-1. They drew one all with Southampton. They beat Wolves 1-0 away. Not the best start to the season, but but fine. You know, two wins out of three. Thumped Leeds 5-1. Um, and then Ronaldo came in, and it all looked great after the first game. Obviously, they beat, beat Newcastle 4-1. He got a brace, but it's literally gone downhill and got worse and worse and worse until the week just gone against Spurs. And... I kind of feel like the reason why is because Solskjaer has sort of built the team and what he'd been doing in his time in the role. They've been very much a counter-attacking team um, with a lot of pace in Rashford and Greenwood, Martial, even now adding Sancho to the mix. You know, a lot of goals coming from Bruno. And then in comes Ronaldo and obviously... He's got to play him because he's Ronaldo and he's bigger than the club. And um, not only is he bigger than the club, but he is absolutely, you know, every United's fans' favourite player. And, um, and 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 I think so. They've essentially, rather than fit Ronaldo into the way that United play under Solskjaer, they've tried to change the way that United play to fit in with Ronaldo. And it just They've not got the right personnel for it. You know, Ronaldo in recent years, not when he was at United before, but in recent years, has very much been a player who has in recent years been, um, you know, wanted balls into the box. He's almost Cavani without the work rate. Um, And they don't, United don't have players who put balls into the box in Greenwood, in Rashford, you know, in Martial, they're not those players. They're in, they're inverted forwards. You know, the, the players to do that are, are, are Shaw and, and Bruno, really. And and by doing that, then you starve Bruno of his goals. And I just think the whole system's just a little bit, you know, it's 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 screwed, if I'm honest, um, at the moment. And they're kind of, they've almost got one group of players, you know, this young, quick, fast-paced, you know, United of last season, who who are looking, you know, great in in you know the Rashfords, the Greenwoods, etc. And then they've got a 34-year-old Cavani and a 36-year-old um, Ronaldo, who is is a completely different style of play, and the two don't really go together. So why are um, you saying that you're you're going to definitely? Uh, well, you didn't say definitely, but it sounded like you're pretty confidently going to be getting Ronaldo because um, they're not going to drop him. And Ronaldo is okay. Ronaldo, and Ronaldo will score goals. Um, we could also you see hope. between. Yeah, we could it's, also. It doesn't score. sound like you're even, very confident even during, in that the way you're during, speaking. <laughs> even during this run, Ronaldo scored goals, but the team haven't been winning games right until the he's week. He's only just overtaken Puki on FPL points this weekend. But he's won them pretty much every Champions <laughs> League game recently. Yeah, in the dying, well. <laughs> in the dying, in the dying minutes. But what I'm saying is, is, is that. He's scored goals still, but the team haven't been performing well. The team haven't been winning. And and my whole theory on it is that 
it's just not gelling at all at the moment. And you see the team at the weekend, and I actually thought that was a really good way of 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 working to obviously Ronaldo and Cavani's strengths by going um, three uh, three four one two. You get Bruno in a sort of free role. You get wing backs whipping the balls in. It works. But what do you lose? You lose Rashford and Greenwood from the lineup. You lose Sancho from the lineup. So it's almost like whatever you do, you can't win. Um, and I generally don't know. Press might have a different view on this. What a different manager would do if they went in there. Because with the current personnel, without spending 100, 200 million in January, I think it's it's really difficult. Look, I think you've made all the right points. I think, for, you know, to, to Rich's point on why Ronaldo, the, the thing is when you're playing against a low block team, this was the issue last season, which United couldn't overcome actually, is because you were counter-attacking, you had pace. If this team would just sit back, you wouldn't be able to uh, attack. So we struggled against those teams. This season, it's the opposite, where if the team is, you know, because we're useless at pressing, basically if the team can pass out, of you know the, the non-existential Ronaldo press, and then they just walk through the defenses on a higher line. We just can't cope. But against the easier teams from game week 15, they're just going to sit back. So you have, as United, you have a lot of possession. You have ability to whip the ball in. Bruno's going to whip it in. Shaw's going to whip it in. You know maybe Van Bissaka learns how to cross, so he'll whip it in. And you know so there will be a lot of opportunities. And the guy is the best header of the ball that has ever existed in my view so I mean you want to have that guy because that's you know you'll get a lot of balls in the box for Ronaldo he takes a lot of shots he he, he goes in for every header it's just it's just points whether you capture him him or not mm. he'd be the second best asset to own in that period I agree I, I agree and, and that's and that's what it is you know the 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 the, the um the, the way it is is whether the system or or, or, or how things are working or not, you, you know, with those fixtures and the way that that Ronaldo is Ronaldo, he will score goals. And it's you can't you can't look at uh, a fixture list of you know of, of of Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Wolves. There's a problem with that fixture list though. It's because it's over it. Christmas. So a couple of the games, for example, game week 19 is yeah. a Boxing Day game. Let me see, they're away at Newcastle. And then two days later, home to Burnley. So I know it's not the biggest trip, Newcastle back to Manchester, but it's only two days apart. And we've already seen him rested once um, for that Everton point. game. It's a good point. It is a good point. And you know that Kane, on the flip side, is, you know, his best time is Christmas. It always has been. Yeah. And it's, um, it's you, it's I the think, thing, I think even it if... could be that you get Kane in for those four, 12 to 15, and then you find it hard to jump off. Yeah, because even if, let, let's assume Manchester United are... are you know, better team than Spurs. And um, Kane, you've got Kane playing 90 minutes every week, like you say, or every every game, you know, even if it's two days apart, he's on penalties. We don't know those two things with Ronaldo. So I'm not saying I won't get Ronaldo because I might get scared nearer the time, but I can't see him playing every single game over Christmas, despite yeah. his fitness. I mean, even with the even with the five at the back, um, you know, Greenwood can play there, Rashford can play there, Cavani's already playing there. They will be. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's a point people need to consider. Which, by the way, we need to do for our City and Chelsea yeah, assets as well. Hundred uh, yeah, percent. Yeah, it's not just. No, it's not just Ronaldo. <laughs> I do think you're right. Rashford and Greenwood can can play there. Um, it'll be a little bit different, but in the right game, 
Um, yeah, they can. I mean, they can definitely play off Cavani. Um, and um, but yeah, I, I think I think you know, going back to Spurs, the great thing about Kane is is you can sit there, a little bit of money in the bank, wait and watch, and you watch. You know, you can watch United. I mean, yes, that that Watford game is lovely, um, but you know, Kane's at home to Leeds. You know, and you flip a coin as to who scores more points that week. If you see a little bit of Kane returning to a bit of form, you know, you've got you've got from um, you know you've got City obviously this week. Um, they've then they've got Watford, Chelsea, Arsenal, and on current form, Crystal Palace. You can avoid. So you know, you've got the next five games to watch them, see how things develop, see if a new manager comes in, or if he doesn't, do they stick with the three, four, one, two, you know, um, and, and think, see how things evolve, you know, while Kane's got these great fixtures, it's a very, very easy swap. And I think, you know, that, that probably is, is the obvious route really. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one for us to keep our eyes on, um, for, for the next few weeks. But if we get to something, maybe a more, I wouldn't say it's a pressing concern, but, our third headline is what to do with Antonio. And there's obviously been a lot of frustration yesterday that West Ham won 4-0 and he didn't get anything at all. Um, the fixtures get slightly harder looking at fixture tickers. So the third headline is what to do with Antonio. We've had questions um, on Twitter, FPL Diz, who quite simply says keep or sell Antonio. And then we've got another question, what to do with Antonio and Ronaldo. So obviously we've, we've covered Ronaldo there. So Praz, if, if we start with you... What are your thoughts on on Antonio um, and where he stands in our FPL team, who, funnily enough, has very good fixtures coming up around the same time as Ronaldo in game week 16? Yeah, look, I think uh, there's a couple of things on, on Antonio, on why people want to sell. Number one is the fixtures. And number two is his stats dropping off, basically, the last four game weeks versus versus the, the first four, let's say. So I, I, I did a little bit of work on, on these two things just to kind of you know, debunk the theory. Um, so number one on fixtures. So if we look at the next four, uh, they've got, I think, the bottom or second bottom of the ticker because they play Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City. But then if you actually extend the ticker to the next 10, 11 weeks up to game week 21, they're number three. So actually their fixtures after, you know, after playing these three guys is really, really good. So number one, what we're saying is we want to get off Antonio and then buy him back, I think, as long as everything else remains true. So you're talking about not just removing him, but basically two transfers, getting him in and out. Number two is in terms of his form. So people are talking about the fact that, you know, his numbers have dropped off. He used to, you know, he was he was delivering an XGI um, of, I think, over, over four um, in the first four game weeks, even though that included a red card. But in the last couple, it's around two. Now, I just want to say that if you compare those numbers with the other strikers that we have currently, he's still a top three, top four attacker. So even though the numbers have dropped off, there are not many options that are that exist to replace him. So I guess what I'm trying to say is even if you want to get off him, where are you going? Are you going for a Tony who mm-hmm. scored one goal all season? Are you going for a Kane, which you have no data to back up why you're going there? You're purely going off. Um, you know, you think he will do well. Um, and, you know, who else is out there? Maybe Vardy, who's done well uh, the last couple of weeks, Ronaldo early. I just think the guy has been delivering. He's he's putting up really good numbers. Uh, West Ham are looking good. I mean, they've just beaten Aston Villa, Everton. Um, I don't see a reason to sell him personally. 
Praz, where um, where are you? What from what game week are you seeing his numbers drop off? So I I looked at the first four game weeks okay. of the season versus the last four game weeks because he missed one game in the middle. So it's a four game week to four game week comparison. Where okay. in the first goal, four game weeks he had four goals and three assists. In the last four game weeks he's had one goal and no assist. So, so seven eight not oh you're talking you're talking from an output not a not a stats perspective. And not even even the stats. I mean, because if you look at him another amongst um, other strikers, he's top of everything. Yeah. Still, for the last four fixtures, I mean, the last four fixtures. So seven, eight, nine, ten, um, or or even if you went, do you know what? You could go six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So since his suspension, since he's come back from his suspension. So yes, from a FPL. Sco- um, scoring perspective he's got two goals that's it eight he's got he scored eight two one seven two but six to ten in, from a stats perspective he's amongst all strikers he's had the most penalty area touches <laughs> he's had the most shots on, two seconds he's had the most shots in the box He's, he's, he's up there for everything, basically, isn't he? Because yeah, big I, chances is a little bit down. Uh, yeah, but that's, that's pick it, especially how bad a lot of the other strikers have been. Because I remember, uh, yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's, he's he's still still like you know for 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 his price as well, and that he's nailed. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I still I still think he's a tough sell at the moment. And he's gone up 0.7 as well um, for people yeah. who care about price changes. I mean, it was because something I did, I removed him when he was suspended for that one game. And I think I only just got him back on the wild card. And I, I was terrified watching him. He could have scored in pretty much every game. He's had at least, you know, one golden chance. And I was watching mm. the games with Ben Rama, only owning Ben Rama. And I wasn't thinking, oh, I hope Ben Rama scores. I was thinking, I hope Antonio doesn't score. And I think when you're thinking that, you know, you made a mistake. Um I think he's an easy hold. I think the only player I'd consider, and Praz mentioned him, is Tony. I, if you couldn't get Tony in another way, I'd I'd consider it, but it still doesn't feel right. Is <laughs> it? I don't think so. I mean, I own both, and I mean, Tony's been an absolute nightmare for me. I owned him game week one and two. We blanked both of them. It's the it's the fixtures though. He isn't went, it? it's that he went three, run. four, five, and six for me, where he scored some points, and he came back seven, and he's blanked the last four. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 Tony's all right. I mean, I, I still think, I still think for a 90-minute man who's on pens in a in a fairly exciting team who have dipped a little bit recently, he's 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 fine. But just um, on on Antonio's stats again, I know you know I, I was mainly talking more about penny error touches and shots and big chances and whatnot. But even if you look at his 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 um, assist potential as well, chances created, he's top. For that period again, well, big chance. In, in the game yesterday, he should have yeah. had the assists. Very unjust. He's, he's he's just an all-round machine, and um and you know, we know he's great on bonus as well. Um I I mean you know touch wood, his hamstrings can can you know can keep going. You know he's looked he's looked a lot better from that perspective. So <laughs> there thought, might be some people hoping his hamstrings go because it will make the decision easier. Because I think from what we've all said, I think it's it's a it's a hold, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, th- think, I think we're going to have any argument against it. So, <laughs> but I think the main reason is, I mean, yes, his stats are great, but I think the the other reason is what are the alternatives right now. If you if you mm. if you were sit if you were sat here and we had 
a fit and healthy Bamford, a fit and healthy DCL, you know, there's two great options that you might consider going to. You're look, you know? Yeah, you're shopping around at like Wilson's. Yeah, and Ian like Acho, who was nailed. I mean, the guy got 45 minutes at the weekend. Yeah. Like, there's no one. So, I, I yeah, he's 100% a yeah. hold for me. I have one other point on on Antonio. Uh, now, of course, if we're saying hold him, then what about the fixtures that are coming up? So City, <laughs> Liverpool, Chelsea. So when he plays Liverpool, Smithrow plays Watford at home, Umbuemo plays Norwich at home, Wang plays Crystal Palace away. So you could easily have him on the bench if you if you choose to. And I'm not suggesting you do that, but you have that option. When Antonio plays City, Smithrow plays Newcastle at home, Umbuemo plays Everton at home. And Huang plays Chris, uh, Norwich away. Again, all, all of these three bench options, which a lot of people have, they're there. When when Antonio plays Chelsea, again, Smithrow plays Everton away. Mbwemo plays Leeds away. And then you have Livermento playing Brighton. So you have options to bench him in all those weeks. And we're like blessed that. with the time there. That's yeah, really I, good. I think, I think the thing is as well, you've probably got to look at it and go, you know, his ceiling should be one goal, right? Yeah. And 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 likely likely no bonus, presuming the other team wins, right. and they score two, maybe three. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's great. great yeah, I, com- great, I completely great. agree with that. And it's actually what my plan is at the moment. I currently I'm torn between him and Cancelo this week. But the thing is, there's so many cheap options. We've got all these defenders that we can play. I mean, you could conceivably play four or five at the back every week. Nick so, Cancelo, man. Yeah. So you just literally just carry him through on the bench. But if we go for our, go for the Iceman's piss break now, and then we'll be back with our questions. Welcome back. And we're going to get straight on to our community questions. I also just wanted to mention, um, obviously, our FPL Surgery Podcast League. We, we're in the middle of the Wolves game at the moment. It's half time. So we won't do the league update this week, but hopefully we'll get it back next week. The code for that is 4U2742. And we'll get straight into the question. So our first question comes from Mace. Still worth bringing in James. So Reese James, I assume. And is big at the back still the way to go? Or should we unload to get the likes of Son, Mane, etc.? So, Josh, should we come to you first? Because you don't have James. <laughs> I so don't know. Is bringing in James like a priority or high up your list? Uh, I had him. Uh, I brought him into my wildcard game week four, and um, yeah, he, he managed to miss every game week pretty much for one reason or another, and uh, being suspended, getting his uh, house broken into, and uh, getting injured and whatnot. And I, I, I got rid, and obviously now he's gone on to big points, but. Um, I it all depends it all depends what your situation is um presumably most people listening to this pod um have got one Chelsea defender of some sort um I still think Chilwell's the better option out of the two um for the reasons mainly that he is more of a 90 or zero man whereas I think James as we know um Tuchel loves to bring him on for a cameo I think other reasons uh, Chilwell's on set pieces um, and I think the third thing I would say is that I know James just scored a brace against Newcastle but in general I think Chilwell is 
more of a goal threat, more of a um, you know a player that gets in more more dangerous positions. James scored a brace from an xG of 0.17. In typically, Chilwell scores um, higher xG chances, and for me, that's why I prefer him. Um, I think James has better attacking stats, better underlying stats than than Chilwell, obviously per 90, so when he's been on the pitch, because yeah, he's been unlucky a couple of games this year, like he got injured against City, didn't he? Sure. And got sent off. But the per 90 are Arsenal, when they were absolute trash, game week two, was it? Um, Norwich, when we won 7-0, and Newcastle. I mean, three weakest teams in the league, really, when, when Arsenal were what were, were, were you know the, the first three game weeks of the season they were absolutely horrific so it, it's it's a little bit skewed judging him on those three i mean um, he's still a defender though you can't judge him in the same way as you'd judge salah or something for example <laughs> do, you, do you know what i mean like, i'm just saying the opposition for those three games are about as good as you could possibly get i think i think you know is 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 james um a priority to bring in now he he still is the same player who I always see as being an absolute risk. As in, you don't know if he's going to start any given game week. And if he doesn't start, there's a good chance that he comes on for a cameo. And I think every every James owner going into game week 10 that we've just had looked at it and probably thought, oh, God, you know, if he doesn't start, I'm going to get one point yep, in here. Me. When that yeah. fake lineup news came out, I was like, every I went to single, some dusting. <laughs> every single James owner who is a who is a you know who is an FPL player with their finger on the pulse would have thought exactly that, and then obviously went on and got twenty one points. But I think <laughs> yeah, ignoring the twenty one points. Yeah, honestly though, ignoring the twenty one points, take a step back. <laughs> the situation has not changed. He was always a great mm. wing back. He's always been a great player. You know. Um, you know, he's a great player. I've always said how amazing James is, but from an FPL perspective, he comes with higher risk. He is a little bit like Jota in that sense, as yes, you know, um, you know, there's there's a very high points potential when he's on the pitch, but often there's a cameo, and that's why I think the other Chelsea defenders, you know, are the ninety or zero ones are a little bit less of a risk. Yeah, it's interesting. There was this quote today uh, from Nizar on Twitter. He's a Chelsea account. And he said that Chilwa said he wants defenders to score goals and attackers to do the defensive side. So obviously it might not be that groundbreaking because we've seen a lot of goals from Chelsea defenders. But I'm just wondering, obviously, if James is doing that, and that's what Tuchel wants, maybe this is his breakout season. I know we said it last season as well. And we well, me in particular, sorely disappointed. I just feel, because he, he was 5.5 million, he's now 5.7. I feel like this is the kind of player that can get away from you. Like, if he scores again yeah. against Burnley, suddenly he's over 6 million, and then you leave it a couple more weeks. It's how I felt about Alonso. I just felt like, and I know I was wrong, but I felt like I just had to get on him and then mm-hmm. find out if I was right. My concern with James is Azpilicueta. Like, he's our captain and you know, has been phenomenal for us, not just over the years, but... He wants his defenders to score goals. Yeah, but under Tuchel, (laughs) he's been phenomenal for us. And Mm. there's two positions that he plays on the pitch, right centre-back, right wing-back. Whereas, and he's going to play, he's going to play some games, 
Um, you know, you've also got you've also got Can't James play right centre back. He can, but then you're not going to get anything out of him really, other than a six points. Same really, as Aspilicueta, wouldn't it? And James can play in midfield. Yeah, I know he's I'm, I'm clutching here now, but he, oh he played God. it in midfield Big for Wigan, time. didn't he? The, yeah, well, <laughs> luckily we're not Wigan, and um, and second of all, you know, with the with the choices we've got at centre midfield now, with Jorginho, Kante, Loftus Cheek, Kovacic. Um, you know, we, we, we don't need to, to to use James there. But what I'm saying is that you, you've got you've got our club captain who is not a Gary Neville club captain. We're talking someone who plays most weeks, apart from the last two. Um, in is that I feel that you know there's there's a bit more of a threat to James, whereas I feel like with Chilwell the threat is Alonso or Alonso, whereas I think with 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 James it's 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 you know we, we've got Rudiger, we've got Thiago Silva, we've got Christensen, all of which are vying for one of those three centre back spots, and then there's Azpilicueta. So if all those three play, Azp has to play right wing back, or if two of those three play, Azp plays right centre back, and James and James starts. It's just for me, it's 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 risk, it's headache. If however you've got Chilwell and you're adding James to him. I think it's probably a little bit more of an easier decision, but I think it's, it's, would I go as James, my only Chelsea defender? I'm not sure I would. It's a, it's a headache having to discuss this every week and it's, it keeps changing as well. But Praz, I'm going to, we've got a similar question for you. So Jay Ros was asking our Slack channel, if you can only pick one moving forward, James or Chilwell. So, I mean, it sort of is the same question. Um, who would you go for if you could only have one or is the, the answer both? <laughs> no, Chilwell would be the one. I, I agree with mm. you. I mean, the thing is, Aspilicueta will play. And the reason James comes on is because he can't run the wings for, for 90 minutes. So he needs James to come come on, make an impact. He doesn't need that on the left. So I think the reason I have and will come to my team later is because I only had James, I was more comfortable with doubling up and getting Chilwell as well. If I only had Chilwell, I could probably just sit and think, do I need a force defender? Can I use that money up front and, and do something else? Maybe like a Kane and Son uh, that we were discussing. But, you know, the other thing that has changed is Chaloba for some reason. And, and you know, Josh, maybe you know, he started five games. Sar has started a game. I mean, completely forgot about Chaloba. I completely forgot about Chaloba. Chaloba's another one to throw in the mix. And he plays where? Right centre-back. Yeah. And when he plays right centre-back, the choices are as Piliqueta or James right, right <laughs> wing back. It, it is. I mean, James is phenomenal at the weekend. Yeah, he, he plays phenomenal every time. But as Piliqueta is our captain. And that, for me, is why, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a headache every week, week in, week out. And I just personally don't, don't wish to have it. Um, as for Saar, <laughs> just on to Saar. He's very, very new to the team. I know Chalibur is too, but I think that Chalibur has built up his trust already um, in in the short time that he's had, you know, in the, in the first team this season. Saar has played two EFL Cup games, and I think that Rudi Garonas are fairly safe. I think that the only thing I, I, I could maybe see Saar playing one game over Christmas to give Rudiger a bit of a, a rest, but one game at best, I'd say. We do have more questions on Chelsea defenders, which we'll cover, we'll cover quickly. But just then, I think you 
brought me back down to earth a little bit because I was obviously I was panicking about James before the weekend as our as our WhatsApp chats I'm sure would show. And obviously him scoring a brace has now made me think, oh, you know, he's going to play every game. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe we do have to temper expectations for them. And I know the frustrations they can have, but there is something quite nice about owning James and Chilwell. Um, but there's a question about Asma Laqueta as well from um, Mansic, um, basically asking what what, sh- what we should do with Aspi. So what would you guys do if you had Asby, for example, would you move him? I guess it depends who you don't have. Let's just say you just had Asby. Would you stick with him or, or would you move him on to Chilwell? Praz, if we start with you and then... Look, I'm, I'm of the mind that you just you just stick. I mean, it's, mm. it's, it's uh, he's just come off the injury. So he's going to play again. It's not like he's lost his spot or anything fundamentally has changed. Um, so I, I don't think you need to... Or the, 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 the person who's asked the question needs to knee-jerk and move somebody on. It's a luxury move, you know... If, if you have nothing else that you want to do, fair enough if you wanted to move to Chilwell. But I don't think that should be a priority at all. It's, it, the more I think about it, it's such a crazy situation. I've never done anything like this because you, you don't get this, you know, with any other team where like defenders scoring this heavily. Like Asbel Quetta was the one I was jealous of a few weeks ago when he got a couple of slightly dodgy assists that robbed Lukaku. Um, but Josh, what, I mean, what would you do if you had Asbel Quetta? I'd sell him 100%. Um, what for Chilwell? Yeah, the reason why is because hmm. that right side is just is just a nightmare. I mean, you know, first of all, you've got James, who's now, you know, more. I mean, he was always a threat. He's a class player, but now he's 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 making that position, you know, his own. He's he's looking even more first choice than he was a couple of weeks ago, right? Then you've got Chalaba. Then you've got Christensen who can play right centre back. It's just I, I wouldn't bother with Azp. I think I think I'd, I'd, yeah I'd go Chilwell. I think the left side with the Rudigers and Chilwells is 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 just a lot better um, going down that route than it is going going down the right side with the Azpis, the James, the, the you know whatnot. That's my personal opinion. Mm. Sorry, go on. No, I was just saying, as people wouldn't come on like James, so you would. Oh, he would. Have... He would. He would. Would he? he would. Okay. In the, yeah, in the right game, if we. He know, did in the Champions League. No, he yeah. came off, didn't he? He came tight, off. Tight, tight game. We're winning one nil, two one. You want your captain on to to uh, you know take the armband and and sort of you know see the game out. Like he definitely can have a cameo too. You know, one hundred percent. I think the only ones that don't have cameos with her knowledge as things stand, right? And let's not say that anything could happen. Let's be honest, Tuchel's worse than Pep this season. Um, is is Chilwell and Mendy. Alonso. Yeah, Mendy. <laughs> Chilwell and Alonso, Rudiger, Christensen, Thiago Silva. They seem to be the ones that are 90 or zero. Do you know what's funny is I just I just then thought of Rudiger watching Rudiger. I know it was last week that game against Norwich. He was getting so far forward. He won the penalty, and I was even thinking then maybe I should have gone Rudiger over over James. So I mean maybe 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 he's the one. But it's, let, it's, let's move it's on. It's going to change every week. Um, yeah yeah because we could do we could do this segment every single and, week. And, and the thing is as well, there's one good fixture left. 
right? Which is this week at home to Burnley, and then it will, and then it'll the focus won't be so much well, the, from Chelsea. The focus will, then will be Man City defenders. I almost guarantee it. That that will be the new, <laughs> you know, if, if Burnley score, if Cornet well, scores, or, yeah, or, or regular under Conte. On Chelsea and James in particular, and this mm. is something I tweeted the night before um, the, the the Newcastle game is with James. I think you just need to get rid of this headache of should I bench him just because he played midweek? You just play him, and yeah, over the course I, of I agree with weeks, that. You get a one ten, one fifteen, one six, and you just take it. I agree with that. It's it, you've got to treat him in the way you that you treat Diego Jota, and you'll get a lot more out of him than you would have out of Jota. So the problem I had with him last season, I guess we need him to be more nailed because last season he was doing like a one one zero eight one six. It really was like that bad. Um, but I guess we've got better benches this season, or I certainly have better benches because I was combining him with players like Lamptey as well, which wasn't ideal. And we don't have time to talk about Lamptey, but um, we're. Yeah, we'll move on from Chelsea. Honestly, there's so there's still more Chelsea questions, but that that's enough. That's enough Chelsea because uh, it will all change. So, Tom from Fantasy Football Fixed, this is quite a good, interesting question. If you hadn't wildcarded wild already, when would you? Game week 15 for City and United's fixture swings. Game week 19 to prepare for the AFCON and Chelsea going to the Club World Cup. So I, I know the Iceman, for example, still has his wildcard. Um, have, have either of you considered... When you'd wildcard, if you still had a wildcard, if, if that's something you do in your spare time, Praz, if it's that with you. Um, look, <laughs> you I, have I mean, a lot of time in your hands to do that. <laughs> look, I think, uh, you know, I'm generally not one to wait because you 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 tend to fix your team as you go along. And if, if hits are needed, hits are needed. So, I you know, I, I wouldn't delay it if the team needed it. Now, game week 12 sounds like a good time because of the Spurs fixtures. If, you know, for example, if Conte comes in and, you know, they batter Everton over the weekend, you want to take the international break to, you know, basically get get in the first one on, on the Spurs assets, it's a good time. Otherwise, 15 is as good as any that I would think is basically because you have some shift of value between the midfield spot, the striker spot, maybe, you know, the, the pre- big at the back isn't fashionable anymore. So I think mm-hmm. that gives you enough time. Um, but as I, you know, it's I, I never personally put a marker down and say this is the week I will do it. I'll have it in mind because there's a fixture swing, so therefore. But frankly, we plan for fixture swings anyway. I mean, we're talking about Ronaldo now. Uh, you, know, <laughs> yes. nine, you know, five weeks down the line, so you don't need a wild card to 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 back the fixture swings. No, this is something when I was holding my wild card, I didn't know what I was holding it for, and then it just suddenly realised. I looked at my team and was like, I need to change this many people so I mean this even this week could be a good week to do it if you don't have like say any Brentford attackers you feel like you've got the wrong maybe you've got the wrong Chelsea defenders in inverted commas you know you've got Christensen or just Christensen and you want to get in Chilwell and James I think I'd hold till the international break if you were if the you international were breaks week. I'll tell you something here so the international breaks I guess Praz can um, vouch for this or disagree with it but there weren't many there was a lot of problems with players coming back so there was a lot of flags like I don't know if I can have Rafinha for example there didn't also seem to be many price changes like I I caught the week after my wildcard I got like a million pounds in I think 1.1 million in price changes which I don't think people are getting during the international breaks I think the whole idea of doing it yeah the idea of doing it for price changes and the double price rises that I think that's gone for a three four years now i think it's more 
if you wanted to do it for prices, it has to be a reactionary week, which we always yeah. was. Yeah. Where something fundamentally changes. Oh my God, Chilwell is the guy and James is the guy and, you know, Havertz is the go-to person because Lukaku's injured. So you, that happened in your week. So you got the price changes, mm-hmm. but I think it's more than that. You get a couple of weeks to, you know, assess, reassess, look at data a little bit more. Sometimes it can be rushed. We have a Friday deadline this week, for example. Does, you know, a Tuesday to Thursday give you enough time to react with press conferences on Friday afternoon? That sort of stuff. And last but not least, you have something to do with the international break. So I, I don't hate it, but uh, I don't think it's why, to do it. Yeah, the reason why I said international break is because I just think it protects you. It protects you from you know, injuries, COVID uh, issues. And also, I like the thinking time, you know, um, like thinking time in FPL is underrated. No, people, I think the opposite people, there. Do you? <laughs> I don't want to think. Who, <laughs> people, who, people who make their transfers on like a Sunday night to catch the price rises, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand how you do it. <laughs> I really don't. Like, I've got, I can't just, you know, there's, there's like, this. The ball, you know, whistle's just gone and you're making your transfers. It's like, hold on a second. Like, you know, it, it, you need to kind of, I, personally, the way I feel is like, you need to let, like, listen to your gut and let, you know, what what is right, what is right for your team. Not to mention all the midweek football that's about to happen, like this week, for example, or even last week. Um, anyway, going back to the question from Tom, I think um, I think there's lots of options. It's, it's all team dependent. I think they're all good options. I think, you know, game week 12 is interesting for this, for the um, Spurs uh, fixture swing. I think 15, 16 is good for City and United. I think that the, um, I, I don't think it matters too much about the African Cup of Nations because I think at the most, I think Salah's going to miss two games. And I think the amount of value we've all got built up with him, we'll probably just bench him for two games mm. personally. I think the Chelsea going to the Club World Cup one's an interesting one. That 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 that's a really interesting time to play. But I think I think that might be postponed until January now, so it might be too late to play your wild card then. So I know it's a very sitting on the fence answer, but it's very team dependent. I could I could never put a game week on it. You know, it just just follow your gut. If you feel like yeah, I'm gonna go, with, uh, you know, I want to get Son and Kane in and, and and go for the double up game week twelve, do it. Or you feel like I want to go for City, big on City, get a triple up and get, you know, Ronaldo in for game week 15, 16. Do that. You know, it's, it's it, there's no right or wrong. Awesome. We got, I think we've got time for one more question. So I think a lot of the questions, we had some really good ones this week. Um, we've touched on quite a few of them. I'm, I'm going to go to the one from FPL Banger podcast. Who's asked, if we're holding this game week, safe to say that Havertz is a transfer out by game week 12. Maybe we're not best place to answer this, um, seeing as obviously me and Josh transferred Havertz out. And Praz, you don't have Havertz, do you? No, but I like, looked into this question. I mean, he's got, mm. you know, it, you've got Newcastle and Norwich as the two fixtures to test you playing up front. You've got two shots on target, um, XGI of, I think, 0.6. That's not good enough. I mean, you can hold him for another week, but it doesn't seem like a long-term hold. And it fits well with the Sun move if you wanted to go there. But uh, yeah, I think to answer his question... I wouldn't hold Havertz beyond uh, Burnley. No, I agree. I mean, I think me and Josh is um, getting rid of him and Josh doing it for a hit says quite a lot as well. And I noticed actually Pulisic might be in the squad for the Champions League this week. I mean, I don't know, Josh, if that will affect his minutes. I mean, it could, couldn't it? 
he could play up top. He won't, yeah. but he could. He won't because he's literally just come back. He's been out for ages. Yeah. No, I just um, wondered, like, even if it was sub on. He'll play against Burnley, but, um, yeah, it was just one of those things where it was, you know, like I said to you earlier, phone was going to escape me. I, I, I had to go for it. And, you know, the hit was kind of spread across the both moves, if you get what I mean. It wasn't one that was uh, my plan transfer and one was, um, one was, one was, you know, the one that I went for for a hit. But I think for me as well, you've got to bear in mind, like, Habits is going to plummet in price too. Um, once these fixtures finish and Lukaku and, and, and Werner are back. Um, so, yeah, I would I would definitely, you know, get rid of him in 12. Fixtures stiffen and he'll he'll lose his spot, I would have thought, too. Um, I think that, you know, our, our first choice when everyone's fit is probably Mount and Werner behind Lukaku. I think Hunter Nadori will get dropped as well. Yeah. I think the majority of people he's got... He's not, he's not, you know, he's not first choice, unfortunately. I think most people who got him got him for the three games. I mean, that was my initial plan. Obviously, I bought him quite quickly, yeah. Yeah, but... Thank you, everyone, for your questions. We had loads this week, so we're going to we're gonna have to move on, though, just so we can do our trapped-ins. Um, so, Praz, if we start with you, I believe you've already done your transfer. Well, I had I had two going in. And, mm-hmm. okay. uh, you know, just, of course, on Q, I did a Sunday transfer, much to Josh's annoying. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, um, but, you know, what it was, I, I, de- I debated all week last week that I want to do Diaz to Chilwell because I liked what I saw from Chilwell for all of the reasons we've discussed. But I held off. I wanted one more week's information. I wanted to save transfer. So I have two going into this week. And then on Sunday, I said, you know what? My whole team has played. Um, Even if Chilwell, let's say, misses on the weekend, this is not a one-week transfer. I've I've got a plethora of options on my bench. I think I'm benching Antonio at this stage, Livramento. I just went for it. I went for it last night. Diaz was dropping, Chilwell was rising. So that's one done. Uh, Feels good to have the two wing-backs, Cancelo and TA at the back. I have one more uh, transfer and six million in the bank. As as things stand, I'm going to hold it and and roll uh, two, three, two free transfers into the international break, most likely with a view to getting in Spurs assets after the international break. I couldn't do that. Like, first of all, having two transfers, so rolling last week and then having six million in the bank, that, that takes, yeah, that takes patience really, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't have much patience generally, but I just didn't fancy anyone. I didn't want to go Lukaku to Vardy. Um, I, you know, I didn't want to get Sun too early because of, you know, they had zero shots on target after going down in the previous game. They had zero shots on target against United. I'm still sceptical. Of course, things can change with Conte, but uh, I just didn't have any use for the money and my team looked good as it does this week. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, there's been a few managers like you. Obviously, you've been doing well with lots of money in the bank. I know Andy Martin, FPL tactician. He's got I think he's got about six, six and a half million in the bank as well. And has had a couple of you know, incredible weeks. So not spending the money on on players like Vardy and Kane has, has paid off, Um, you know, this this far. And is it Salah captain? Salah captain, yes. Uh, if I had, I mean, I'm trying to think who would tempt me. I don't think this is the week, even though West Ham isn't an easy fixture. I think Arsenal is the only team that has a has a good fixture on paper and can capitalise. But who are you going to back? Oba? Uh, not for me. So, yeah, for me, Salah's captain. He could be someone interesting. Um, ahead, like if someone was looking to wildcard in a couple of weeks, maybe you could go Oba for one week. No, then again, I wouldn't captain him. It just as a... 
Just as a little punt. Right? I think he'll go there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Josh, have you you done your transfer yet? I'm guessing you'll wait until the last second. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> um, I'm rolling. Uh, that's the plan. Um, I've actually got Lukaku still as my third bench spot. So I've gone See, the um, patience as well. <laughs> the reason why is is because the week he got injured, um, I just. Was like, you did a minus four and kept Lukaku. Yeah, because I looked at it and I was like, I don't really want any of the replacements there. I mean, we've we've spoken on the pod about how you know poor the striking options are at the moment. Obviously, that's now going to get better. Conte potentially going to Spurs, you know, makes Kane hopefully better. Ronaldo's fixtures get good, you know, there's, and I'm sure there'll be some other options that arise over the next few weeks, but. You know, at, at that time, I didn't want Kane. I didn't want Bardi. And my priority was um, originally Jota to Havertz, which is what I did. And then the week just gone was 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 moving um, Rudiger and Havertz to uh, to Chilwell and, and Foden. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I want to roll this week. And then game week 12, uh, I'll have two for the international break. And then I can move Lukaku out um, for either Kane or I can uh, obviously flip it and get Sun in midfield. Nice. And Captain <laughs> is on Salah. I still have to um, ask every time. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Pras. It's not not really really many other options this week. I, it is a bit boring, isn't it? I think it? there but were more options last week than yeah, there were this week. Like you could have gone Foden and, maybe. Or... And weirdly, I think that the West Ham away is better than Brian at home because I think that West Ham will be playing in Europe on Thursday night. I think he'll get a bit more space there than he would have done at home to Brighton. And yeah, just feels better. It's the last kickoff as well, which is nice. Always want the captain the last kickoff ideally. I always kind of hate that, but yeah. But um, my, so I'm actually, I think I'm rolling this week um, because I've got a slight bench headache um basically i've just got to decide if i bench antonio or cancello um and then i still have pookie and liveramento on the bench as well captain salah it's, it's kind of boring actually but i'm enjoying having a bench because it's i'm not as tempted to tinker with transfers because i can just tinker with you know changing my bench order or blowing my bench boost stuff like that so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this season right i mean with a bigger bench no captain headaches at least last couple of weeks so yeah it's weird I think the um the money's gonna start becoming important again though. You talk yeah. about like Pras has got a lot of money in, in the bank, you've got a lot of money on your bench, you know, it's gonna get to the point with you know, the likes of Ronaldo and Spurs and stuff where it's gonna start getting really important again. And we're gonna you know, be looking at those premium defenders at the back and, you know, working out which one's gonna go first, you know, right. what 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 trashy 4.5 can I bring in for them to release the money from yeah. uh, the more exciting picks in midfield or up front? Like, when I say more exciting picks, but you know what I mean? The 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 the, the, the premium picks that you want, you know, it's, it's, it's inevitable, but that's just but the then, game. But it's then just, Christmas is coming, so ideally, and it's only a few game weeks till the Christmas period, so ideally I'd like to keep it, but I know what you mean, like, especially when you're like 0.1, 0.2 short of your dream transfer, you start like... Put it this way, I wouldn't moves. be surprised if Trent went from a few people's teams. I mean, he's only seen... come back into some people's teams, but I, th- I think, you know, with the with the value that you're getting from the likes of Chilwell and James and, you know, until recently, 
um, the city defenders and and who knows what's going to happen with you know Regulon and whatnot. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Trent sacrificed by, by a few. It would make Salah captain awful if you sold Trent because you'd just have Salah captain, so you you just would want him to blank because you wouldn't want Trent to assist him. Yeah. I couldn't do it myself. Um, there's going to be some weeks, though, where we don't. I mean, there's, it, it's got to be done, you know. I mean, last week with him, what was he, 199.8 or something stupid percent in, mm. on, on, on live FPL? I was like, oh, God. Like, you know, it's, it, I, I think you've got to do it. And, you know, you've just got to pick your weeks. And, and the most important thing is not necessarily the week that you don't fancy Salah, it's more the week that you fancy someone else that you think someone else has got a better, better, uh, you know, a better fixture or uh, you've the got o- a gut yeah. feel for them. The only way it's not going to happen, the only way people are going to go against it is that Spurs against um, Norwich fixture. And it's going to take a lot from Spurs, like we were talking about earlier, for us to trust them. Oh, well, game 12, right? Um, I think Ronaldo, well, if people own Ronaldo, uh, he Salah plays Arsenal, Ronaldo plays Watford. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I actually prefer Spurs at home to Leeds that week. Really? Okay. Yeah, I just think um, Livermento away to Norwich that could be popular on Twitter because everyone yeah. seems to love him. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. But, yeah, um, so basically just a couple. Just um, basically, he's just a load of Chelsea loan players that are just um, you know, all the cheap cheap spots this season, aren't they? You know, Broja, Livramento. It was Gilmore at the start of the season. Gilmore, yeah. Anyway, just a couple of bits. So if you can please help support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery or you can Google FPL Surgery Patreon. And if you want to sign up to Fantasy Football Hub, the link will be in the description in on the podcast. And if I've managed to upload this audio to YouTube, it will be in that description as well. I've still got to figure out how to do that. And obviously when we're back after the international break, Hopefully we're back on YouTube live again. And Praz, thank you so much for coming on and putting up with us. Obviously, I haven't used old technology with Skype. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, thank thank you for coming on. And how, how can people find you on, on social media? Um, Twitter, Praz underscore FPL, same on Instagram. Perfect, perfect. And is, is there anything at all you want to plug? not really to be honest (laughs) i I didn't tell you i was going to say that but no um but yeah go and follow praz on twitter i'm sure most people do anyway yeah josh has just got one final thing to say up the pod up the pod up the pod i've just got to remember to click record Yeah, please don't mess it up. Right, I got this. I got this.